For centuries, humans have been growing alongside our botanical brethren. Our histories have mixed and mingled to bring us modern medical marvels, faded folklore, and everything in between. Of course, in order to understand the plant, we have to start with its roots. I'm M. Governor Gaddis, and this is Rooted. Hello, and welcome back to another week of Rooted. In this episode, we're taking a closer look at a flavorful favorite, caraway. Caraway, or carum carvi, is a member of the umbellifer family with famous family members like carrot, dill, celery, and fennel. Fun fact, one of the reasons we call this the umbellifer family is because the stalks form an umbrella-like shape out of their stems which have dense clusters of tiny flowers on the ends. Much like other famed family members, caraway is used most often as a seasoning, but it can be so much more than that. Caraway is native to Western Asia, Europe, and Northern Africa. It prefers warm, sunny spots with rich soil and plenty of drainage. The world's largest producers of caraway are the Netherlands, Germany, and Poland, with 1,500 farms producing 28% of the world's supply in Finland alone. The small brown specks we normally think of, usually called the caraway seeds, are actually the fruit of caraway, not true seeds. The seeds are even tinier, if you can believe that, and actually don't have a ton of flavor on their own. The plant itself looks a lot like its cousins fennel, dill, and carrot. They have long, fern-like leaves with tall stems that form large, umbrella-like plumes as they reach toward the sky. Their flowers are small and white and look really similar to that of wild carrot or hemlock. Be sure to check out those episodes if you want to learn more about them. It's not just the similarity to carrots that have us confused, though. There also seems to be a bit of discourse about where the name caraway actually comes from. Basically, we think it all started from the Roman cuminium, which really meant cumin, but from there it got translated to the Greek charon, which also meant cumin, which then became the Latin carum, then Sanskrit carvi, which means caraway, but is also sometimes translated as fennel. So it's always been a bit confusing. But we do know that as of the 1400s, caraway was what we aligned on for naming this plant in English. Now that we know the history of the name, let's dive into the history of the plant. In Germany, land of scary stories and grotesque folk monsters, parents used to sprinkle caraway under their children's beds to prevent them from being stolen in their sleep. This is because it was widely believed that caraway kept evil at bay due to its strong, pleasant smell and healing properties. People also used to sprinkle caraway on graves for that very same reason. Plus, it was believed to keep Lilith and the Evil Eye away. Interestingly, both Lilith and the Evil Eye attack babies and small children in the respective religions and cultures they come from. Lilith is said to have been the first wife of Adam, 
and in Judaism is believed to steal and murder babies up to 20 days old as vengeance against the angels. The story goes that Lilith didn't like that Adam felt he was more powerful and dominant than her, so she decided to leave the garden. Upon hearing this, God sent three angels to bring Lilith back to Adam, but Lilith didn't have any interest in returning and was doing just fine building her own life and family in a cave nearby. As punishment for not returning, the angels threatened to kill 100 of Lilith's children every day she was gone, so now she steals children from their parents to replace those who are taken from her, unless they're wearing a protective amulet that either bears one of the three angels' names and or contains Caraway. Aside from keeping evil at bay, Caraway can also bring things closer or keep them near. For instance, farmers often would give homing pigeons and chickens caraway as they believed it prevented them from wandering off. And we still do this today. From my research, it seems like the idea is that birds really like caraway, so you give it to them so they keep coming back and not looking to find food in other places. Kind of like when you get free chips and salsa at a restaurant. Caraway also attracts good and repels negativity in the garden. Specifically, we're talking about beneficial pollinators and pests. A lot of our bee and butterfly pals love caraway because it has a million tiny flowers for them to rub their butts and or noses in. But pests like aphids tend to leave them be, as predatory wasps tend to like caraway and crunching on their tiny, gross aphid bodies. Another thing caraway can attract? Love. In many different forms of witchcraft and pagan religions, it's believed that caraway can attract true love. Common wives' tales tell of people chewing them before kissing someone, or adding them into a baked good you give to them to make them fall deeply in love with you. In another wives' tale from England, young girls were told to run around the church three times on New Year's Eve and then throw caraway seeds over their left shoulder to see who they were going to marry. This was apparently wholesome and acceptable witchcraft that wouldn't get you burned at the stake, but enjoying yourself a little too much, minding your own business without men? Get ready to plead your case to the ducking stool, you wench. In food, caraway adds a slightly spicy, smoky, sort of licorice taste. It's kind of like Annis's moody cousin. It brings a warmth and distinct flavor to any dish it's added into, and key dishes you may have had it in include rye bread, sauerkraut, and sour milk cheese. Due to its distinct flavor and relative ease to find, caraway is widely recognized as one of the first condiments or seasonings in Europe. Some was found in Switzerland dwellings dating back 8,000 years, which is wild to me. But it wasn't just a staple in Switzerland. Countries across the globe were super into this stuff and still are to this day. In Rome, caraway root was commonly used in bread, one so tasty that Julius Caesar himself was said to be a massive fan of the stuff. Scandinavian cultures often used caraway oil in alcoholic beverages, which are typically clear liquors that are said to have a very distinct warm and rich taste that's kind of reminiscent of rye bread. In Germany, caraway is traditionally added into pork, 
sauerkraut, and rye bread. While in English cuisine, caraway is usually added into apple dishes as well as their famed caraway seed cakes. Additionally, famously, it was also offered at a pub in Oxford to hide drinker's breath after a patch naturalized near the bar. Kind of like an early after-dinner mint. Traditional Indian dishes often call for caraway as an addition to an Ayurvedic food. For those unfamiliar, the Ayurvedic diet is an extension of Ayurvedic medicine and focuses on balancing different types of energy within your body, which in turn helps to balance all other aspects of your health. In this diet, the five elements are separated into three dosas, which are the ways these elements manifest in the human body. It's believed that everyone has one dominant dosa and therefore needs to eat in a way to bring balance to their body. The three dosas are pita, vata, and kapha. People with pita as a dominant dosa are said to be of a medium build and stature and are fire and water dominant. They should prioritize refreshing and hydrating foods and avoid seeds, fats, and highly spiced or warming foods, so no caraway for them, or they might experience indigestion, heart disease, anti-blood pressure. Vata-dominant people are said to be air and space-dominant people with slender frames. They need to focus on eating warming and grounding foods while avoiding dried fruits, bitter herbs, or raw veggies, as they often struggle with digestion issues, anxiety, and fatigue when out of balance. Those who are kapha-dominated tend to have a sturdier frame and may struggle with weight gain, diabetes, and depression when out of balance. In order to maintain stasis, they need to avoid seeds and oily foods and put an emphasis on fresh, whole foods. Once balance is achieved and maintained, health overall should improve. But achieving balance isn't the only way we use caraway in medicine. In ancient Greece, a doctor famously suggested that caraway was a cure for pale-faced girls. Which, like, rude. Some of us are pale no matter what we try, even when we live in a place with super intense sun. But it's fine. You know, I I'm fine. And if you're wondering what they even meant when they said caraway could cure pale-faced girls, here's what I could find. Basically, it was thought that using caraway oil would bring a warmth and vibrancy back to flushed or pale skin. Sort of like an early toner, bronzer, blush situation. Some toners today still use caraway, as it can add a bit of color and warmth to the face, mostly because it creates like a warming, tingly, like, burny situation. Kind of like witch hazel, but kind of not. On top of bringing life back to your ugly mug, caraway can also help to soothe indigestion. Now, we talked about this a bit in the episode about leeks, but as a quick recap, caraway can help to aid digestion because they contain a chemical called carvone, which helps to stop your stomach from spasming and expelling gas. For added stomach soothing, people will sometimes throw in a little peppermint or spearmint oil. But caraway doesn't just help to keep tummy troubles at bay. Apparently, it was also used to repel lice. Now, I couldn't find a ton about this in my research, but I'm assuming it's very similar to the whole pollinator versus pest situation. 
These guys are also super useful when it comes to preventing coughs. You know, because of the whole anti-spasming thing. But they were also often used to treat chronic pain from things like arthritis because of their anti-inflammatory properties. As if that wasn't enough, today, caraway is being studied in rodents as a treatment option for colitis and is believed to have potential in a treatment for irritable bowel disease in humans, though more testing is certainly needed to find a solid answer on that one. In the interest of not droning on about literal rat colons for 10 minutes on a plant podcast, I'm going to link to the study I used for my research in this episode because, while it is deeply fascinating, it's certainly not everyone's cup of tea. But, the gist is that the reason that caraway is believed to be effective for this treatment is because it can help settle the stomach and soothe it because of carvone and limonene that are mucoprotective, which helps to prevent the mucosal inflammation that's common and painful in IBD. When caraway isn't out saving our meals and guts, it's acting as a helpful pollinator plant for butterflies, bees, and other delightful little critters who rely on it as a food source. It can bring both love to our lives and prevent Lilith or evil forces from snatching children, chickens, or other things we hold dear. It truly is a fruit that can do it all, and next time you see it, I hope you give it a little kiss on the head and thank it properly for all the cool stuff it can do for you. It's definitely a friend worth having in your food and garden this season. That's all I have for this week, but before I go, I wanted to thank you for your continued support of Rooted. We have seen a ton of growth over the past month or so, and I'm just so appreciative of all the kind words, feedback, and new subscribers. I kind of can't believe you guys are sharing your car rides, office hours, chores, and just everyday lives with me, and that you've spent so many collective hours letting me talk your ears off about plants. For the longest time, this was all just a weird but wonderful daydream I had. So it's wild to think there are so many of you out there joining me in all of this and coming back each week to learn with me. It's such a joy to be here and to bring you new facts and fables each week. I have so many things planned and I can't wait to keep making the show better for all of you. I wouldn't have these opportunities without you guys, so seriously, thank you so much. If you liked the show, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Rooted.Pod. We're on YouTube at Rooted.Podcast, and check out our website, RootedPod.com, for transcripts, updates, and so much more. Thanks for being here, and until next time, be kind to yourselves, be kind to the earth, and just like a plant, drink your water.